With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, as we welcome you back on a football Friday. Mike Samich in the third hour. We will run the NFL board as we do on a Friday. Brock Heward canceled. That's on the big guy. But we are excited to have Mike Randall back. Straight back from the volleyball competition, FTN. Make sure you check out FTN for all your betting and fantasy needs. Network chief content officer, that is Mike Randall, at Randall Rant on Twitter. Does a great job with the analysis. Uh, We've got a bunch of plays from you, not just NFL and college basketball, as we say hi, Mike. But let's start with the breaking news out of the NFL. We had 40 to 1 Bengals as a show to win the Super Bowl with the $1,000 free roll. That is done, Mr. Randall, as Joe Burrow has officially been ruled out for the year. Yeah, was not on the Bengals this year, guys. I thought the regression was coming, which I thought was going to come last year when they had their post Super Bowl year, but they ended up playing well. Defense lost a lot, offense was concerned about the efficiency in the running game. Of course, this is a bad luck here, but that is a brutal division. Really, it was a four-way battle. Now they have to reset for next year because, obviously, Jake Browning is going to be rough moving forward. So, Bengals, see you next year, folks. <laughs> Mike, let's get into some of your plays here. Let's stay in the AFC North. You've got a matchup between the Steelers and the Browns, and you like one side on this one. Where do you come out in this matchup? Yeah, we're going with the Steelers, guys. And listen, I understand they've been very lucky the entire year. They've had, uh, they've been outgained in every single game. They're the only team in NFL history that has been outgained in every single game through nine weeks that has a winning record. But look what we get here. We get Dorian Thompson-Robinson. We get an offensive line for the Browns that is really struggling in terms of injuries and personnel. And here's my favorite two stats here from Bet Labs. Number one. 28, 11, and 1 is what Mike Tomlin is against the spread in November and later. And folks, in games that late in the year against AFC North opponents, Mike Tomlin against the spread, 17, 3, and 1. That's 85%. I like the Steelers team. I know the Browns have a solid defense. We have a 7.7% edge here at FTN. Edges are hitting over 60% this year at FTN with our betting models. Pittsburgh plus one and a half to win out right even at Cleveland against the Dorian Thompson Robinson led Browns. 
Tremendous insight. Mike Randall joining. Let's talk about Vegas, who have won two straight at Miami. The home away splits for Miami are glaring, Mike. As you know, they play much better at home. Looks like the running back, A-Chain, could be coming back for the Dolphins as well. You bet this at 12.5. I do see a 12.5 in the market. Most showing 13.5 right now with Miami laying it. Yeah, I'm laying it. I'm sorry. I can't get here with the Raiders. Antonio Pierce had a couple of good games, rallied the team. But you have Miami coming off a bye week, coming off a game against the Chiefs. They had some injuries. Jalen Waddle had a chance to get healthy. The explosiveness of the passing game at home. Here comes A-Chain coming back. Mostert should be fine. Aiden O'Connell on the road, enough. Yeah, Devontae Adams has been a shell of himself. Only three times he's gotten over 75 yards this year or more. Don't like it. Don't like the Raiders. You want to say this is starts like the Carolina game against the Dolphins a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, and maybe the Raiders score early. No problem here. I'm laying it double two touchdown win for the Dolphins who need this and they're home. This is the better split for them like the Dolphins here. I'll lay the big number. Yeah, betters tend to agree with you. Line's gone up from 12 and a half to 13 and a half. Let's go to SoFi Stadium. Revenge game here for the Seahawks. You've got two plays in this particular matchup. The Rams won the first one September 10th up in Seattle. Now at home, they're catching a point in total 46 and a half. Yeah, I like the Rams in this spot. They played without Cooper Cup the first game of the year, and the Rams won. I think the Seahawks are a little overrated. Sean McVay historically has done very well against Pete Carroll. Now Matt Stafford's healthy. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. I like the Rams in this side. I think the wrong team is favored. This Seahawk defense, I get, is is solid, but the passing game and the offense have struggled. The rushing game with Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, both have been a little inefficient later, lately. I think the Rams should be favored in this matchup. Coming off a bye at home, I like them as a home underdog here against a Seattle team. They usually do very well against, especially with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. Patrick, Mike could convince me to buy a lemon. I mean, I love it. He brings the enthusiasm. I'm ready. Let's go Rams. It, it's 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 the I'm telling you, it's the tri-state accent. He'll, he'll get you every time. He also likes the Rams Seahawks under 46 and a half. We'll move on from that one. The Texans. Are they legit? Mr. Randall, they're laying four and a half versus the Cardinals. And you do like the Texans in this spot. On what planet are we liking the Cardinals? Is Kyler Murray the second coming of Patrick Mahomes? What are we talking about here? If he didn't do that third down run where he goes back and forth and gets 15 yards, they lose to an Atlanta Falcons team without Grady Jarrett. That defense isn't even close to the Houston Texans. What is the argument here? The Cardinals are still 31st in defensive DVOA, so their defense stinks. I don't see this line. It's lines going up now. People are starting to catch up a little bit, and that's fine. C.J. Stroud, phenomenal. He's in the running for MVP. Forget rookie of the year. MVP. Nico Collins is back. Devin Singletary got the rushing game going. Enough with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray only completed 59% of his passes in that game against the Falcons. Now he's going on the road against Houston. Get out of here. Laying the points with the Texans against the Cardinals. Like it. Let's go, Texans. Let's go Monday night. Great game in Kansas City. Eagles and Chiefs, obviously, rematch of the Super Bowl. Great opportunity here for the Chiefs to kind of cement themselves in the AFC. Which side do you come out in this matchup? Oh, we're going with the Eagles, and I'm taking them as a money line underdog. This is the spot that Patrick Mahomes has struggled in his career. Home favorite up to a touchdown per bet layout, just 6 and 10, 37.5% against the spread. Guys, he's an astonishing 2 and 8 in his last 10 games in these situations against the spread. 
Philadelphia more balanced. Philadelphia has a revenge factor. They have the better defense, in my mind, in terms of passing and running. The, the Chiefs' rushing attack is only 19th per DVOA, so it's not like they've been doing anything on the ground. But Isaiah Pacheco, we still are our recency bias. When he had that tremendous run against the Jets here in the Meadowlands, stomping on the ground like he's stomping on ants, that's really the last big run they had. There's still no wide receivers on the Chiefs. They need to use Rasheed Rice a lot more. But I'm going to take the Eagles here. Give me a couple points. That's fine. I got it three and a half, which I love. You want to tease it up. That's good, too. I think the Eagles went outright against a Chiefs team that is winning, but has not been as efficient as they were last year. Mike Randall, FTN Network Chief Content Officer. Make sure you check out FTN for all your fantasy and sports betting needs. You've got a bunch of college basketball plays, so we can continue to run the board here. Still got over four minutes to go, but just wanted to ask you, you've got the Ravens Steve Smith uh, senior jersey behind you. Looks like Mark Andrews is going to miss the year. Uh, i just curious on your take and the impact there on the Ravens. Yeah, I think it matters. I think Isaiah likely can do a decent job filling in, and they're going to have to really use their passing game because, guys, one of the things that no one wants to talk about is that the Ravens under Todd Munkin have not been as prolific on an offense as we would like. However, you get into the playoffs, you want to have a rushing attack. They average 154.9 rushing yards per game. Ravens number one in the entire NFL. So losing Mark Andrews is a big deal. Likely has to step up. They have to change some things on offense here. But Gus Bus has been fantastic. You have Keaton Mitchell now, an explosive running back. I think they'll find a way to make it through. But that is a big blow because Jackson relies on Andrews when he needs a big catch. Let's go to college hoops here. I want to go to a game that involves an SEC team, and that's Texas A&M. They're hosting Oral Roberts today down at Reed Arena in College Station. They're laying a big number at 21 and a half. I think it's trickled down to 19 and a half. Uh, which side do you like in this one in this big uh, number here in this game? Texas A&M is going to pound Oral Roberts tonight, guys. Texas A&M is one of the best teams in college basketball. Buzz Williams still has a chip on his shoulder because they didn't make the tournament a couple years ago. They were predicted second in the SEC preseason poll right behind Tennessee. They are just as good as Tennessee, if not better. They lock you down on defense. They play at a slow pace. They don't turn the ball over. They're great on the offensive boards. They just beat SMU. A good SMU team is 3-0 coming in that game. They beat them by 13 on the road. They are going to pound Oral Roberts tonight. No Max A. Smith. He's now in Texas, 18 and 0 last year in the Summit League. Or Roberts, not this year. I think Texas A&M covers wins by 20 points, 20, 25 points, whatever the number is. I would lay it. Pat, Patrick, real okay. quick, they had a road win at yeah. Ohio State, and you look at this backcourt. Radford, Radford, and Wade are going to be tremendous in the SEC this year. Okay, wonderful. Let's keep it going. JMU just absolutely thriving right now in college athletics. Radford at James Madison. JMU's laying seven and a total of 149, Mike. Yeah, this JMU team finally ranked, and they should be. This team is legit. They are a problem with their guards. Mark Byington did a fantastic job. They were adjusting getting to the Sun Belt last year. They had some big wins early in the year, played well at Virginia. Then they struggled when they got into the, the, the conference tournament play. But this year, they look legit. The win at Michigan State, they follow that up. They have a fast-paced offense, and I love Radford. Radford's like a mini Virginia guys. They slow you down. They want to control the game. But if they get down big, they do not have the offense to come back. JMU at home on a Friday night against Radford. I'm laying the points here. I think the Dukes run away with it with a double-digit win. They are legit. This is a team that wants to make the tournament regardless of where they win the conference. And they're racking up big wins. Three-point shooters, pressure guards, and they have the pedigree and the coach to do it. Laying the points here. 
against a Radford team who I like, just not in this spot. Yeah, and this is a team in JMU. When you look at the Dukes' great offensive team, college game day on campus this weekend. Should be a lot of enthusiasm there down in Virginia. Quickly want to ask you about one more game. Uh, Seminoles visit the O-Dome tonight, taking on their rival, the Gators. Big number here in the rivalry, 7.5, 8.5, depending on where you get it for Florida State catching the points here. Rivalry game with the 70-year young Leonard Hamilton with Florida State. I am taking the points. These games are always close. Last couple games have been a Florida comfortable wins, but before that, Florida State dominated this rivalry here. They'll be up for this game. They can shoot the three. He has players healthy, which he didn't have last year, Leonard Hamilton. I am never laying eight, a point, eight and a half points in the Florida-Florida State rivalry here, especially when Florida State hasn't won the last couple of years. Good matchup, coaching matchup between Todd Golden, Leonard Hamilton, I'm taking old man, the wiser, Leonard Hamilton, plus the points here at Florida. <laughs> Randall the GOAT, Mike Randall, FTN Network. I hope the bosses are paying attention when Randall comes out because he is tremendous. At Randall Rant on Twitter. Check out everything FTN. Mike, have a good weekend and good luck, buddy. Thank you. Thanks as always, guys. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> he cracks me up. I think it's the, I'm so used to that accent of all, yeah. I can't get over it. it just I, I love up. the energy and the enthusiasm, right? Can't, he just yeah. got done speaking with Herm Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've got that head coaching question for you guys coming back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, 19 bucks right now gets you everything we offer for a month. Okay, it's vcin.com slash subscribe, including the picks. We've got two college basketball picks from our buddy Thomas Gable that was sent out this morning. So again, he texts me those. The 
He runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. And that's just one of the experts that we have included in the pick sheet every day. You can check out the hosts and guests, top VEASAN expert leaderboard, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up now for as low as $19. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay. Uh, great job by Mike Randall. We've got Mike Samich coming up. He wrote a new article today. We'll kind of highlight that during his segment about the AFC and the postseason race amongst a bunch of teams. If you're just joining us, the AFC got a little bit easier as Joe Burrow has been knocked out for the rest of the year with a ligament in his throwing hand. You saw it yesterday. It felt awful for it, it. It was weird. Like he must have been shot up to be able to even accomplish what he did at the beginning, right, guys? Because then he went to the sideline. Must I think he landed on it wrong or awkwardly, which they showed on the broadcast. And then he went to the sideline, and you could tell when he tried that he attempted that pass, and it just went straight down. He was done, guys. Since we made that wager on the Bengals, uh, I think it was in week five. I've watched every Bengals play. And I'm going to tell you, when you go back to the San Francisco game, he looked tremendous. And then you look at the matchup against uh, last week against the Texans. Those throws, you could tell something was off with him. They were just not throws that Joe Burrow would normally make and he would be so errant on. And I was surprised that more people didn't think there was something wrong with him because we talked about it during the week leading up to this game last night. There were throws that he would be short on that he would never make that type of mistake on. And you saw it, and now all of a sudden it comes out. Yep. I mean, it's also a we're testament to him. What's that? It's a test. It's a testament to him that how talented he is, even completing those passes early in the game last night where he was running around. But anyway, sorry, go ahead, big guy. They just stopped taking shots. His, uh, I saw someone post some of the analytics that he was near like the bottom five or six in the league over the last few weeks at not take, uh, not pushing the ball downfield. All, all of his passes were really, really short. And if you go back and look, a lot of the stuff to Chase and some of these other guys, it was really quick stuff. Well, in the Texans game, that was the exact thing. And then the one deep ball he throws in the end zone, it's intercepted, and you would have yeah. thought the game was over at that point in time. Although he did deliver a perfect potential game winner in that Texans game that was dropped. Yeah, true, true. Who dropped it? It wasn't Tyler T. Higgins. Boyd. I keep on, Boyd, Boyd. pardon me. I get those two conflated all the time. Uh, yeah, it was. He put it right on him, and Boyd just dropped it. Now, again, who knows? C.J. Stroud, he would have needed to come down and score a touchdown. Stroud probably would have done it. My sure. point is, that was a drop, and it, that that loss. Let's put it this way, boys. Last night, a loss puts us with our wager. Even Burrow playing moving forward puts us in a really tough spot because their schedule is brutal. Um, the Texans' loss was the kind of the dagger. If we're thinking big picture, like that win would have really given them a little bit of cushion. Last night wouldn't have been as vital them all. The Texans loss was brutal. I would agree with you for sure. And when you look at it, uh, that game against Houston really kind of started to sink the ship. And we saw it go downhill from there. And then you couple it with the loss against the Ravens. Now two losses in division. Patrick, forget the injury. Let's say Joe Burrow is healthy and they still lose both games. It felt like to me now at five and five, this team is fighting to get into the postseason. Forget what they could potentially do in the playoffs, but it was going to be an absolute fight because the Texans now have the head-to-head -head tiebreaker. You've got the Browns and the Steelers already ahead of you. The Chargers are coming up. Let's say the Raiders find a way to steal a win in Miami. You'd be looking at another team that's sitting there at five and five. There's so many teams right now. Buffalo's in that competition as well. So I don't think it's an easy scenario for the Bengals any which way you look at it. 100%. Okay. So we've got a little time here. We'll get to some college football 
over the next 40 minutes. Uh, I have questions about the Michigan situation, some updates when it comes to the Michigan scandal, which we can get into. But again, yesterday when I was doing my pre-show conversation with the big guy, uh, he mentioned we were having Herm Edwards on, and I was super excited. And he let me know that he was a big Herm guy. And at that point in the conversation, I had to pause and say, you're a Herm Edwards guy? Like, never heard anybody say that. That's interesting. He's like, yeah, I've always been a big Herm guy. Now, I agree. Herm Edwards was tremendous on the show yesterday. He's the type of guy that is great on television. I'd love to have a beer with Herm Edwards and just sit back and and talk. He's, he seems like a cool guy. However, being a Herm guy as a head coach, he was 54 and 74 in the NFL and flamed out with Arizona State. So that got me thinking. I asked the boys this question. Now, if you're starting a franchise right now in current time, 2023, and you need a head coach from the current crop, who are you taking? And, and then I said you could reach to the past to take your second coach. Now, your second coach could also be a current day coach. Your current answer could just be your all-time answer as well. But I just got the thinking. I'm putting you both on the line. And again, Herm Edwards could be your answer. I mean, so, so could Wayne Fonts, the guy, if you want to go there. So could Rich Kotite. That was going to be my if answer. you want to keep talking about Herm's acumen as a head coach. However, we start with Amal Shaw. Now, you teased us. You said your current day head coach is a guy that you don't even like. Well, if I'm being completely honest, he kind of irritates me a little bit. You know, he acts like every single thing, the world is falling. Like when they lose the Super Bowl, he's trying to flip the bird. But his quarterback, it says, no, don't do that. Don't need to do that. Oh. It's Nick Sirianni. He's done a tremendous job. 22-4 and four in his last 26 games. This team is poised once again to get to the Super Bowl. I think the players have a certain affinity for him that you don't see all the time with certain head coaches. He's just come in 9-8 and eight his first year. Last year has a tremendous season. They get to the Super Bowl, does a great job, and goes 14-3. This year already off to an 8-1 and one start. Got tough games yet still on the schedule with the Chiefs and with the 49ers yet to come. But, look, if they could somehow navigate these games, wins or losses, this is a team that's looking at potentially a 13 and 4, 14 and 3 repeat season. Nick Sirianni's my guy right now. Big guy? Uh, you know, I really want Good curveball there. I like that one. I really wanted to say Mike Tomlin or or uh, John Harbaugh, but I can't do it because in today's NFL, you need to have an offensive game plan that's constantly innovative, that's putting defenses on their heel. You can always find a Vic Fangio to hire to take over your defense. There's always a Wink Martindale ready to blitz everyone and be aggressive, but you can't always find offensive geniuses. So I have to have an offensive head coach. This is a guy that players love. He's unique. He's quirky. He's a little different but he knows how to make big plays on offense happen. That's why my coach would be Mike McDaniel in Miami. Okay, I have a question for you too. Are you both completely ham? Have you been hanging out at Bar Canada during the breaks? Like getting, Maul's not even a, a drinker. And right now, test his blood alcohol level. The big guy's a drinker, but he's a disaster. So check his heart just because it might stop at any second. What We are talking about a current day head coach to start a franchise. Let's take you back to 2016 and the Los Angeles Rams. What were they? 
a freaking disaster. A 32-year-old was hired and won 11 games and took him to the postseason. The next year at 33, he went to the Super Bowl. Two years later at 35, he won a Super Bowl. All in a four-year span? How is Sean McVay not the answer? I'm sorry. Help me, fellas. Help me. I, I think for me personally, listen, I'm not taking anything away from the Super Bowl victory. But my God, that was a weak call in that Super Bowl to be able to put them in a position to be able to win it late. But regardless, he's gotten to two Super Bowls in four years. He's done a great job in a very competitive division. I think McVay is a great choice. I just feel like Sirianni has a certain juice and an energy that comes with the job that he brings in the right city for his personality, Philadelphia. McVay's done a tremendous job. I'm not sure if he's in it for the long haul. He might be looking to be a broadcaster sooner rather than later. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mr. McDaniel? Would you uh, like to defend your yeah. pick? Yeah, I got the upgrade. I have the newer, better version of Sean McVay. Oh he has my all God. the things that he had when he worked with McVay, and now he's doing it on his own, and his offense is the most fun thing to watch in the NFL right now. What are you talking about? Sean McVay, look, look what they're doing. They're boring. They're not that good. They're going to end up being horrible the rest of the season. Mike McDaniel's about to win the AFC. Right. And then when he goes to a Super Bowl, loses, and then he goes to another one a couple of years later and wins, we can then have the comparison between the two. But right now, he just started coaching 20 minutes ago. Well, uh, hold on. We can have my conversation uh, around February 15th. It, that, that, that's fair. But he has to win it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He does. <laughs> I will say this, <laughs> though. Both mine and Amal's choices really annoying press conferences. Like I like my – I like no, he's Daniels. A, no, he's – I'm going to steal it. He's a dog. The biggest dog <laughs> in the history of dogs. I thought we weren't to saying ever it. Dog. No, you, you oh, took the pledge. He didn't so, take, he didn't so take so the pledge. I am so disappointed to hear that word. <laughs> you, you know what it is? Dustin gets caught up. Like, he wears the joggers pulled up halfway up his calf, McDaniel. You get caught up in it. Let's be honest. He's an you offensive like mastermind. What are you talking about? Well, what was Tua before he found him? I don't disagree with you, but this is like when you play an SEC schedule and you schedule Chattanooga on the third Saturday in November and you've put up 59. You're not as great as you think He's you gonna are. He's going to put 59 up on the Raiders this week. I'll take the under. And I'll take the W. Uh, <laughs> McVay for me. Oh, I Sirianni. can't wait to get to the all-time. We're coming back with the all-time Sirianni for them all. And Mike McDaniel. <laughs> Mike McDaniel for the big guy. <laughs> this is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, the betting splits, money and bets for every game, updated every five minutes straight from DraftKings over at vsin.com. You get today's games and future events as well. It's by far our popular tool, most popular tool when you become a VSIN pro. vsin.com slash subscribe. Go to vsin.com for the betting splits. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money here on vsin, the sports betting network. Coming up in about 29 minutes, our buddy and colleague, Mike Samich will join. He's got plenty of plays, and we will run the NFL board, whether it's an official play or a lean for every game in the NFL this week 11. Uh, but we're having a little fun. We are talking about, again, the big guy always inspiring me. Yesterday told me he was a big Herm guy. Herm Edwards got me thinking. Okay, well, if you're a big Herm guy, put your money where your mouth is, big guy, because I'm going to ask you two questions, two-parter. If you were starting a franchise today, you had to pick one of the 32, 
who would you guys take as far as starting your franchise as a head coach? Sirianni for Amal Shaw, Mike McDaniel for the big guy, and I went with Sean McVay. Okay? Now we go historically. Again, your answer can be who you gave originally. That can be the guy you want to move forward with. Or you can dip into the past alive or dead. This is really going to test the big guy's a statement that he is indeed a, quote, big Herm guy. Because Herm is on the board for Dustin Sweetelson. But we start with Amal Shaw. And it really came down to a couple of guys. I'm going to give you a list of guys I was contemplating. Jimmy Johnson was on that list. Bill Parcells and Vince Lombardi. I just didn't know enough about Vince Lombardi to really speak There's on like that. There's like four teams in the league. He's yeah. the most overrated so, coach of all time. That's fine. But uh, the other one I was considering before, Jeez. it kind of came down to these two guys. It was between my guy that I selected and Matt Eberflus. I chose not to go with Eberflus this week. I just want to see how things play out against Detroit. Uh, but other than that, I'm going with the man who perfected and started the West Coast offense as we know it, Bill Walsh. Won three Super Bowls with the Niners. Five of his last six years won the division in San Francisco. He's just a tremendous coach. He left George Seifert a Super Bowl title, and he allowed Seifert to wind up with two Super Bowls there. He was just a great, great coach. And by the way, made one of the great selections in the history of the National Football League. Took a young, unknown receiver out of Mississippi Valley State by the name of Jerry Rice, who ended up becoming, for my money, one of the greatest football players and the greatest wide receiver of all time. Okay, Bill Walsh. Certainly a tremendous selection for Amal Shaw all time. He's starting a franchise today. Got to pick a coach. Big guy, you're up. Considered another 49ers head coach, more recent though, more progressive, and I think he actually got a raw deal in Jim Tom Sula, but didn't end up going with him. Um, <laughs> also debated laugh. Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. Um, no, Parcells was in the mix for me. Obviously, Chuck Knoll was in the list for me, but before my time, uh, Parcells wasn't. But I, I actually think Parcells was a better talent evaluator than he was like a tactician as a coach. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who died, and I, I can't figure out when he died it's really tough to tell because there is a body double masquerading as him these days so if I could go back to like 2003 when this guy was 51 years old and according to Men's Health magazine 50 is when men reach their mental peak that's when they're their strongest mentally I think this guy was at his strongest mentally he was most passionate about the job and he was far and away the best coach in the NFL and he allowed a sixth round draft pick a few years earlier to develop into a superstar because his defense was so dominant that that guy just had to manage the game to win a bunch of Super Bowls so I'm gonna go back to the artist we formerly knew as Bill Belichick in the early 2000s as my past head coach Sorry, I just fell into a, I fell into a trance. What'd you say? <laughs> what, what, what was that middle part? That was insane, but very entertaining. I'm just playing. You're going prime Belichick. In his 50s. Look, he's 70-something years old. I think all of our parents are close to 70. Like you're not, you're not ascribing to the idea that even in his 50s he had Tom Brady? Uh, I'm, no, no. I'm saying that he created Tom Brady. I His organization created Tom Brady. I him think taking Mo the Lewis chance created him. Tom Brady in that first Super Bowl was a game manager. Okay, big guy. Bill Belichick for the big guy. Certainly can't go wrong. And I think you were right about Parcells. Although the success, if you just look at the championships and all that's not there, but I think he should be in the conversation. Um, I'll tell you something that you guys are both going to crush me for. 
my original selection is part of the mix because I'm trying to tell you Herm in Edwards. such a short window, <laughs> McVeigh, what he did starting at 32 and just being 37, I think he is the modern day Bill Walsh. But I am going to agree with them all. My kind of growing up and just. I thought he was smarter than everybody. We don't have to get into the West Coast in particular, but Donk Seifert won a championship with his leftover. Well, okay. That is – go ahead. And then Montana and Young? Joe Montana's a third-round right. pick. That's fair. They were pretty good. No, 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 and, no, no, no. I'm, but, I, but I'm saying able to just go between no, them. But can't, doesn't it lend more of an yes. argument? And I know, again – to be fair, Amal, I know you're a big golf guy, but <laughs> McVeigh has done all this with Jared Goff and then Matt Stafford, who couldn't win anything for, what, 14 years in Detroit? Like, oh. I'm trying to say, I think McVeigh is, I think we're watching a modern day genius, and your point is well taken. Will his interests start to wane as far as head coaching? But... It was between McVeigh, and I'm not even being facetious, and Walsh. And I'll go Walsh just for posterity's sake. No, you, you make a compelling argument. The only thing I will say is with Matt Stafford, he got – I thought he was a really good quarterback in Detroit. There have been four players for me in Detroit whose careers were just absolutely wasted. Matthew Stafford, obviously we all know Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. And I'm going to go back a little bit further, Herman Moore. I thought Herman Moore at his height was as good as anybody in the totally NFL. Agree. He, he was unbelievable. Um, totally agree, but here's what I want to say about Stafford. Even after winning a championship, nobody had him in, his, in their top five. That's fair. I don't, I don't disagree with you there, but I think part of the problem is the longevity and the loyalty that he showed to the Lions was not reciprocated. I thought he was a better quarterback than he was given credit for. It's hard. You know, look, C.J. Stroud has played well, but if C.J. Stroud was not given a team that has developed defensively not a coach like D'Amico Ryans around him, I don't think you'd look at him the same way. I think Matthew Stafford was always in a scenario where those teams were just never good enough. I totally agree. I'm just saying to Maul and to you, Big Donk, this is McVay doing it with Goff. And Stafford with Rodgers in his prime, Mahomes in his prime, Brady still playing in his prime. Like, he's doing this. He's doing more with less, and I expect him to carry that over. If he were to be into it, Amal brings up a great point. He might not be into it. But if he's into it for another 20 years, I, I think I might have to take McVay. And I'm talking all time. It sounds crazy, but I, that's where I'm at. No, like, they're three and six right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like they've played so much better than that because I, I had such low expectations, I agree. especially for how much this offense has to make up for this defense. And what we're seeing with McVay is the way he's always believed that he could create anyone into a, into a stud running back. That just goes back to learning under the Shanahan's. But now he's turning another receiver into another Cooper Cup in Puka Nakua. Like, he just knows how to design things based on the talent he has to get the most out of them. I agree. There's a chance that Sean McVay for, for 20 years could go on a run as one of the greats of all time. Also, you know what's funny is we all talked about how great Tomlin is, and none of us picked Tomlin. So we I, all had two. We all had two choices. I wanted to choose Tomlin, but I just I think the days of not being tied to the system and being an offensive head coach, like there's a ceiling for Tomlin, right? I think that's the issue you yeah. see with Pittsburgh, is there's a floor and there's a ceiling. 
really high floor, really low ceiling. So what you're dealing with is a team that's consistently going to make the playoffs, but never be bad enough to get you those game-changing changing offensive players in the draft. I, I agree with your point on Tomlin. I would include Harbaugh in that mix. Those guys seem interchangeable to me. Tomlin got to Pittsburgh in 07. Harbaugh gets to Baltimore in 08. Both have a single Super Bowl victory and give them credit for that. Uh, but, you know, I think your play on McVay is a good one. When you look at it, two Super Bowls in four years, this team kind of mortgaged the future a little bit. That's why you see the downturn the last two seasons. But it is very impressive because, let's be real here, outside of Jeff Fisher, nobody thought he was inheriting a Bentley. I mean, this was a car that was on the scrap heap when he took over in Los Angeles. And he really turned things around. And I think to your point, Patrick, which is very well made, his disposition, his personality, I think one of the things that gets overlooked, and this is where John Harbaugh is so good, it's not just about being an X's nose guy. It's about management and personality of yes. people. We talk about with Bruce Bochy when the Rangers won his fourth World Series as a manager. It's not just about the bullpen, but can you manage the people and the personalities? I think McVay does that as well as anybody. The one thing I have to give McVay credit, I've never seen, even when the Rams have struggled the last year and a half, I've never seen Sean McVay in an interview be contentious or combative no. with a reporter. Now, you may have, Dustin, you watch no, no, more no, tape. No, 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 Patrick has the story about when we went and saw him in person. Well, can I, no, can I, may I just say this? I, and Amal, you might agree with me. I think the I think wisdom comes with life experience sure. and you accumulate wisdom and I I'm just speaking as a human being I got into my 40s and I felt like I ha I had started to feel at my peak as far as um, intelligence wisdom all that kind of he's a child like he was 32 when yeah. he went to his super Super Bowl like I'm saying the the best may be yet to come I, guess. I, That's I fair. do have concerns that he had a child though I feel like people don't take their career serious after they have kids it's part of just being a human. Like that's can't focus beautiful. on you can't focus on what the defense is going to show you when you're feeding the baby at 2 a.m. Maybe he chooses not to be a great parent. He just chooses to be a great coach. Yeah, maybe he's normal and ignores the kid. <laughs> sure. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets instantly. 
when you download the DraftKings app for new customers using the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. No sweat, same game parlay for everybody betting over at DraftKings. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Got you back here, Sharp Money. I'll just say this to close out. We're going to get to some college football games to close out the McVay conversation. So, for example, last year was year two for Dan Campbell. He had Jared Goff as his, as his quarterback. If Dan Campbell went to the Super Bowl in year two, just because of the perception of Dan Campbell, there would be ticker tape parades in other states for Dan Campbell. Like, I think McVay, it's weird. It's almost like he had so much success right out the gate, and he was a nobody, and he didn't come in really saying anything bombastic at all. If you know what I mean? He's just very buttoned up, you know, answers the questions very politely, and kind of known for that savant brain, as opposed to when you come in talking about down in more caffeine than 7-Eleven and biting kneecaps, and you went and you go to the Super Bowl in year two, like all of a sudden there's like, there's an aura about you, and that would have been Campbell. Campbell hasn't done anything, and he's treated like he's Sean McVay. I would agree, too. I think it's a really good point if you think about it. If Campbell had gone to the Super Bowl last year in year two, where Sean McVay, second year, comes in. And I like the point you just made about how he responds to questions. I think it just shows a level of maturity. And it's funny when you mentioned he was 32 years old when he took over the job. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, my God, I don't think any team wanted me as their head coach at 32 years old representing the organization. Right. Well, no, Walsh, like, if you think about Walsh, yeah. his success was in his 50s. Yeah. Like, his his peak of his success was in his fifties. Who knows what wisdom McVay will have by then? What tricks he'll have up his sleeve. Shot the Matt Eberflus <laughs> tricks <laughs> up his sleeve. Yeah. All I think about when I see McVay is he probably had some good parents, you know, he was probably raised pretty well. Also, Just like I think when I see the big guy, also nepotism is not the worst thing ever. I mean, his grandfather, there's a bit of a separation. No, no, no but I'm saying so many times people want to go, oh, these people only get this because of whoever they're related to or well, friends with. Well, how about some of those people grow up in the football world and th they learn things that regular people don't learn at an earlier age. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. And if you think about the Washington, think about the Shanahan Washington staff. He had his son, Kyle, who's great. He had McVay. He had the donk up in Green Bay. Floor. And he had the kid up in Minnesota. O'Connell. I think there's a lot of O'Connell was actually, I think, a quarterback on that team. <laughs> oh, you're right. No, and he was a coach. He was a coach, too. The, yeah. um, to your point, though, Dustin's point about McVay, he got his first offensive job, I mean, first job as an offensive assistant with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2008, a year after he finished up with the Miami Redhawks. Nepotism probably got his foot in the door, but look, here's yeah, the reality. Yeah, because McVay knew, McVay knew Gruden, and Gruden yeah. did, his, did he, McVay a solid. Yeah, he was All originally right. on that Gruden staff as like, he basically washed the towels and worked his way up. That's fine. I, I, but to his credit, once you get your foot in the door, it's what you do once you arrive. Oh, yeah, he doesn't become a head coach because No, 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 that. exactly. That's but all I, I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying it like people crush nepotism so often, like this person's only getting there. Well, yeah, at the same time, though, you're getting someone who's just fully immersed in this world. Exactly. Well, perfect example. Noah Eagle, we talked about how good he is as a broadcaster. Sure. Right? Like, he may have gotten an opportunity yeah. <laughs> because of the name, but you have to give him full credit for how good he is. Regardless who his father is, and, of course, there's genetics involved here, Dustin and I were talking about Noah Eagle's 25 years old. He's never tripped over a word in his life. <laughs> He's so I've been good. doing this for 20 years. I've never not tripped over a word <laughs> in a sentence. <laughs> So, like, you it, me? some people like are drunk. just born differently. The only thing I'm trying to figure out with Noah Eagle is what year does he call his first Super Bowl? Right. That Ten years from now? Child. 
His brain is still, he's still under his parents' insurance. That's until 25. The kid is, a, I mean, it's unbelievable what he's doing. And by the way, people hate on nepotism. I swear I wish my, my dad's last name was Buffett. <laughs> of course. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no offense to Pops, but the post office ain't paying these bills, homie. You think I wanted to live in Valdosta, Georgia, if my dad could have made a phone call yes, for me to go somewhere Yes, we do, else? because you're obsessed with it. No, what kind of question is that? At the time, I didn't want to live there. Your parents don't live in Valdosta, Georgia. You went to school there, That's dog. my point. I had to go there to get into broadcasting. Well, you treat it like it's Beverly Hills now. Well, yeah, it's the best football town in America. I learned that. But well, I would tell prefer, us more. Prefer uh, just no, go to the pros. Uh, Georgia, ten, Georgia, Tennessee, boys, this weekend. Tennessee coming off. How about Missouri? Can we take a second to talk about your boy Drinkwater? Hey, uh, we stand on business. Good, it's a mall nickname. He stand at, on her business. That's what they call a mall here at Bar Canada, Drinkwater. <laughs> that, that's not that's good. See, you always redeem yourself. <laughs> even during that middle part, even during that middle part of the Belichick thing, where I think you literally blacked out, <laughs> you will always redeem yourself. <laughs> There's a 50-50 shot. I doubled up my blood pressure meds today. We'll see how it goes. I, I, I looked at you and thought, I can't believe his mouth is moving because the words coming out don't make any sense. Anyway. <laughs> George is laying nine and a half at Tennessee. Seems like George is starting to find a bit of it. Last week was beyond impressive. I'm sorry. And again, it is Ole Miss, and we all called it. That is, you're going to get outwitted if you're – Lane Kiffin will always, in a big spot, get outwitted. Uh, but nine and a half, George is laying it at Tennessee, 59 out of the total, a mall. Yeah, I just don't think this team's getting enough credit for what they've been able to do so far this year. Second in the SEC in terms of scoring. You look down at Tennessee, they're seventh in the league. That's a bit surprising. Only 32 points per game. Dogs over 40 points per game. When you look at total offense, they're number two in the league behind LSU, which doesn't come as a surprise based on what Daniels has done. you got to give Carson Beck a ton of credit. And I'll tell you, you know, Dustin pointed this out on Tuesday. Talked about Kirby Smart. He's done a tremendous job. And this is a guy that's probably never going to leave Georgia in all likelihood. Played at Athens, uh, played at UGA there. So this team is just rolling. They're only laying 10. Last year, the final score was 27-13 in Athens in this game, Patrick. But that was not as close as the, the game indicated. Tennessee was really dominated. That was with Hendon Hooker. You look at Joe Milton. These guys go on the road to Como last weekend. You talked about the Missouri and Eli Drinkowitz. 36-7. Look. Hendon Hooker would have scored 14 points by the seven-minute mark of the first quarter against Tennessee. They put up 128 in two weeks against them, or twice in, in the last previous two years. When I look at this Tennessee team right now, they just don't have the offensive firepower to keep pace. Brock Bowers is back in the mix. We haven't even talked about Lad McConkey, who's a guy who's going to be drafted. We know what this team is capable of. As long as the running game comes along, this Dogs team is going to be a tough out. I love, love the Dogs in this spot. One more time, they put up 52 against Lane. They held them to 17. Lane's got the better offense. Watch out, Rocky Top, good news. You'll be able to beat the traffic on the water and on the highways by halftime. Big guy, what do you got here? Yeah, I don't have an official play on this one because my gut says to back Tennessee maybe in the first half, which is a dangerous proposition because Georgia is just, they're peaking at the right time. They're playing their best football. The reason why I was thinking about Tennessee, and I am not, I am 0% betting on it because it, it's really hard to trust Joe Milton, but this is their season. Like, knocking off Georgia makes their season. Remember what this program did a year ago. I know it was a better Vols roster. But they, they have a way of doing that, and they're at home. And Georgia on the road has not been tested until now. I mean, their toughest matchup was at Auburn. Auburn 
stinks. And they barely walked away with a win on the road there uh, on the Plains. So my only lean would maybe be a first half bet on Tennessee because Georgia in the second half tends to turn it on. But I cannot touch this game because I think there's a chance that Georgia is only going to keep getting better the next few weeks. They clinched uh, SEC championship appearance last week, right? Yes. Yeah. So, again, I, I don't think – and, again, it's a small sample size on the road, but it's not very good for Georgia. I don't think it's crazy to think they start slow here, but they win by more than 10. Yes. I'm sorry. They win by doubles. It's nine and a half right now. It, they, may, they might struggle out the gate. It's a tough environment, one of the toughest in the SEC, but their roster and coaching staff is just that much better in Tennessee. I, I, They'll pull away. I think you both are right. They've had some hiccups along the way. Florida goes down the first possession, scores. They didn't look great in that particular matchup against South Carolina. They struggled at home, then they flipped the switch in the second half, and I think Patrick makes a good point. We could see some hiccups along the way early on, but I just think they're too complete of a team, too deep, and I don't think Tennessee's the way they were. And in fairness, it's probably tough to judge Georgia now versus how they were September 30th when they played Auburn because the way they've brought the offense and Carson Beck along every week, things have just opened up more and more. And all of a sudden, these whiteouts are more involved. And by the way, Bowers is back and healthy this, you know, he was back last week. So I, it's probably tough to compare completely to Auburn going on the road because I do think this is a different version of the Bulldogs than we saw a few weeks ago. Amal, why isn't and Dustin? Why isn't there a bigger Lane Kiffin conversation happening? Like he he physically looked shook yeah. coaching that game last weekend. I, I like think he did he, not belong there. His team did not belong. No, I think because he's at Ole Miss, right? Yeah, like he, the expectation do level. Two losses. If he winds up ten and two this year, that's a great season down in Oxford. I mean, when you look at what Mississippi is, that's just the program. He's done a nice job of re raising them to this level. I just feel like he's James Franklin South. He can't get him over the top. Bama and Georgia are always going to be his kryptonite. Yeah, he's closing with Monroe and Mississippi State. He's going to go 10-2, and two, and for Ole Miss, they would have killed for 10-2 and two a few years ago. Yeah. Dustin, are you ever going to give me my flowers for six, seven years ago saying Franklin was a donk? Um, No. No, because you're mad at me today. Mm. I, I've been a jerk. I'm mad at I've, you. You've been mean to me. You've been mean Sami to me since next. the day started. <laughs> Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.